Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com And now, here's Dr. Ferdinand with today's message. Hi, my name is Dr. Ferdinand Weke and I am your host on Living Truth. Thank you so much for joining me on today's edition of Living Truth. I coordinate Eternity Ministries and uh, Eternity Ministries is not a church and the purpose of Living Truth is not to make you a member of our church but to build you up in the Word of God and um, just to equip you with the truth that will make you free and grant you grace to also impact others with the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now at Eternity Ministries we seek to live with eternity in view. We are conscious of the fact that everything does not end here. In fact, the word of God says, if only in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most miserable. Everything does not end here. A day is coming when the Lord Jesus is going to come back or we ourselves are going to depart from this earth and then there is eternity ahead of us and we want to be ready for eternity we want to enjoy the blessings of god in time but beyond time we also want to be ready for eternity we want to maximize calvary so that the price that jesus paid can bring maximum results and then we also want to equip other people to do the same so that's what we're about at eternity ministries and we do that through training through media ministries preaching the gospel like on living truth now and the publications and all kinds of means which um, you can you know get to know more about as you stay tuned here on living truth now we have been looking at the kingdom series if you remember uh in the last editions of living truth we have and endeavor, endeavor to understand what is the kingdom. And then we have seen the priority of the kingdom of God. We have also taken some time to look at what happens when there is no king. Because you see, a kingdom has a king and a king is not a president. So we saw the kind of things that can happen when there is no king. When there was no king in Israel, um, you know, the Bible says, everybody did what was right in their own eyes how could they do that because there was no king there was no king to control them there was no king to tell them what to do or what not to do but you see when the king arrives you can no longer do what you like to do what seems good in your own eyes and you know what distinguishes you as a subject a citizen of the kingdom of god is that Jesus Christ is king over your life. I'm not just talking about going to church or singing nice songs. I'm saying that Jesus is king and Lord. He's the one that decides what you do. You don't do what is good in your own eyes or what you feel like doing or what seems nice. You do what the king says. That's the only proof that you belong to the king. And our prayer and hope for you is that 
um, that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. That you will surrender the life, the old life of doing whatever you like and allow Jesus to be king that rules in your heart, in your practical affairs, in every area of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in this edition now of Living Truth, we are looking at thy kingdom come. And you know, your kingdom come is a very popular phrase and many of us that go to church we are familiar with that phrase and it's taken from the gospel of matthew chapter 6 and from verse 9 down to verse um uh, we stop at verse 13 in this reading so it says matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 to 13 in this manner therefore pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts or our trespasses as we forgive our debtors or those who have trespassed against us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen amen now in this reading here this is the lord jesus christ actually teaching the disciples how to pray and he says in this manner therefore pray in a subsequent uh, edition of living truth we are going to be addressing kingdom praying but i like us to focus at this time on a specific request that the lord jesus christ um taught the disciples to make and that is your kingdom come but notice first of all that this prayer is actually much much more than a prayer if you look very closely at the prayer the lord jesus has given us which we call the lord's prayer you see that it's more of a manifesto for kingdom living all you need to do is pay close attention to what the lord said and you realize that this is not just a prayer that we can recite and then walk away it's and by the way your prayer represents more than a prayer a prayer tells us a lot about the person doing the praying your prayer represents you your prayer represents your heart desire your prayer represents your priorities your prayer shows us your preferences your prayer shows us your primary desire what do you really like we will find it in your prayers what is important to you will be made manifest in your prayers so this is much more than a prayer and in this prayer the lord jesus began with our father in heaven notice the first word in this prayer is our our you see in a kingdom the most important word in a kingdom is not my you will notice that this entire prayer is prayed in plural you don't see my father who art in heaven that's not what jesus said of course i know that we can pray and speak to god as my father father in the name of jesus we can speak to him but in this kingdom prayer here notice that the first word in the prayer is our the reason is because individualism is not acceptable in a kingdom you see in a kingdom our comes before my the collective comes before the individual that is part of why our country is the way it is you see when you go to countries that develop and thrive you will notice that our 
is more important than mine. So what do they do? They take taxes. They do all kinds of things. And they attend to the entire country. They attend to the health system. They attend to the roads. They attend to the security. And in the security provided for all, each person finds security. In the good health system provided for all, each person finds a healthcare system. But you come down to our place here and everybody is to himself. And then as they say, God is for us all. You see, individualism is not accepted. That's why you look at our country, the roads that belong to all of us are terrible. But the mansions that belong to each of us, that is my mansion, my house, my car. Notice that all of those things are, are very good. The one that belongs to me and mine and, you know, but ours suffers. That is not acceptable in the kingdom. The, this is very important. The entire prayer is prayed in plural. Look, it says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he says, give us. He doesn't say, give me my daily bread. He says, give us. Why is that so? Because in a kingdom, one person having his daily bread is not enough. What about the rest? He said, give us this day our daily bread. Then he said, forgive us our trespasses. He doesn't say, forgive me. What? It doesn't mean that I am not to be forgiven. I am to be forgiven. But you see, in a kingdom, it's not only me that needs to be forgiven. I should not only care about my own forgiveness, I must also care about the forgiveness of other people. So you see, in that prayer, automatically you see missions, you see evangelism. Because the fact that I have been forgiven does not, does not mean that everything is perfect now. I celebrate my own forgiveness, but then what about the rest of my people? What about the rest of the world for whom Jesus also paid? He said, give us, forgive us. Then he said, as we, we have forgiven our debtors or those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I'm sharing this for you to see that this is much, much more than, you know, a prayer that I use to get what I want. It's a prayer about advancing the kingdom of God. So he says, our father in heaven. Now, this word father, which is the next word in this prayer, connotes relationship. In our prayers for the kingdom of God to come, it all begins with a relationship. The person that we are talking to, we have a relationship with him. And that relationship is the relationship of a father. He is a father to us. You see, until God becomes a father to you, your prayers are from afar. You are praying from a distant country and there is no relationship that connects you actively and currently with the person that you are praying to. Our father in heaven. Notice where this our father is. It's not our father who is in Abuja or in Rock or in Lagos or in Washington, D.C. Or our father in London. Our father in uh, somewhere else on planet earth. The reason is because heaven is above all. When we call him our father who art in heaven, that shows that he is above all. He is higher than the highest. He can handle what those on earth cannot handle. He is above the issues of earth. He is above the limitations of earth. He is our father in heaven. He is above all. He is almighty. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You notice in this request that his name comes before everything else. His name comes before even our 
needs. His name is more important than our very lives. He said, hallowed be your name. Notice he doesn't say, hallowed be my name or hallowed be our name. Because you see, for this person who is saying your kingdom come, there is only one name that matters. And that's the name that can save. You see, my name is not important to tell you the truth. My name, thank God, Bible says a good name is rather to be chosen than silver and gold. And in that sense, I, I like a good name. But to tell you the truth, your name is not important. My name is not important. There is only one name that must be hallowed. There is only one name that must be celebrated. You see all these people that they call celebrities. I always ask myself, where are they celebrating them? Are they being celebrated by human beings or are they being celebrated by God? Because you see, many of the so-called celebrities and these names of uh, either soccer stars or movie stars or music stars that we talk about, these names are names that we soon get rotten in the grave. These are human beings that have breath in their nostrils. They can't save anybody. They can't even save the people that are celebrating them. They are so-called fans. Uh, so all of these celebrities, their names, I pray that no celebrity's name will be so big in your heart and bigger than this name, this almighty name, the name that can save, the name that is a strong tower and the righteous run into that name and they are saved. That name is the only name that is worthy of honor, is the name that is worthy of praise. The name. That's why anything can happen to our names, but the name of Jesus, the name that we carry, the name that we represent, must not be offended. That name must not be insulted because of me. Look, that's why people suffered persecutions, because they made up their minds to honor the name above their own lives. Hallowed be your name. How I pray that in your office, in your life, in your family, in your relation. Do you know why there is fight between husband and wife? It's because each person wants to be hallowed. You want, the, you want to be respected. You want to be put first. You, you want your name as the husband or as the wife to be the head in the house there. But what if husband and wife will surrender their names and surrender their rights and pay attention to the one name that is above every name, the one name that matters more than every name, the name of the Lord. And you hallow that name. That name is respected at every point in time. When you are watching your television, you are looking at your computer or your phone, you are remembering the name. Does this thing I'm watching honor the name of my Lord and Savior? Huh? So, hallowed be your name. Then he says, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Notice that the name is mentioned because the name of the king is the greatest thing in the kingdom. He said, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, notice that your kingdom come comes before give us this day our daily bread. Your will be done comes before give us this day our daily bread. The point I'm trying to make is not that our daily bread is not important or that all the other things that concern us are not important, but that his kingdom must have priority. You remember we saw the priority of the kingdom of God. The Lord Jesus Christ said that we should, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then what is going to happen? He says everything else will be added to us. Everything else will be added. Not if we seek everything else and then the kingdom will be added. No. If we seek the kingdom first 
and above everything else, then everything else will be added. Why is that so? Because the kingdom is more important than everything else. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and then lose his soul? He is absent in the kingdom of God. What, where is the profit? Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. And so, you have now begun to see again the priority of the kingdom in this matter of your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come because that kingdom is the hope of the nations of the earth. And don't forget, that kingdom is not just something future. That kingdom is a current government that rules over our lives. So when we pray, your kingdom come, we are saying, let your rule, let your government Come in my heart, come in my mouth, come in my body. Let your government government come in my family. Let it come in my fingers, come in my business. Let your government come in my mind, in my imaginations, in my thoughts, in my actions, in Nigeria, upon planet Earth, in all the nations, in the whole universe. So you see, your kingdom come is not, it didn't say take us to your kingdom. I want you to keep that in mind because by the time we come back now in the final segment of Living Truth, we are going to spend time to see how that kingdom can come in our hearts in Jesus' name. Stay with me and don't go away. I'll be back after this short break. <laughs> Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website, www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com. Dr. Ferdinand will be back after this short break. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brings up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Akko Estate. State Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website www.eternityministries.org. That is www.eternityministries.org or call 081-066-06076. That is 081-066-06076. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now. 081-066-06076 or email fetnan.nweke at gmail.com Hi, welcome back to Living Truth. Now, uh, before the break, we, we saw that your kingdom come is much, much more than a prayer. It's a manifesto for life. It's the summary of what we are about. It's the heart cry of genuine kingdom citizens. Genuine citizens of the kingdom of God. All they want is to see the kingdom of God come on earth and to see his will done. Now, don't forget that that thing says, he said, the prayer the Lord taught us says, hallowed be your name, our father. Notice there is no selfishness there. He's our father who 
art in heaven. You see, he said, who is in heaven? That means he's current, he's contemporary. He's not history, he's not a story. He's real, he is there. God is not just a good idea. He's a person that is concurrent, that is current, that is contemporary, <laughs> that is alive and well. Someone that we call upon, someone we know, someone we relate with as our father. And now we are told, it says, hallowed be your name. There is a name that is above every name. And that is the name that must be honored, that must be respected. That is the name at which every knee must bow. Oh, hallowed be that name. Hallowed be your name. And then he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's something very important here I don't want you to miss. Don't forget that we saw that a kingdom is not just a future place. Interestingly, in this prayer, the Lord Jesus Christ does not say, take us to your kingdom. You see, the prayer here is not take us to your kingdom. He said, rather, let your kingdom come. So we are still on earth and we are asking that the kingdom of God will come on earth. So you see, in praying that prayer, we have, we have taken a stand. That prayer is more than a prayer. It's a declaration of war. Let me give you an example of what I mean here. For example, now you are in Nigeria and then you say, let another government come in Nigeria. Of course, you are looking for trouble. Why are you looking for trouble? Because there's already a government in place, a legitimate government that is in place. So you cannot be asking for another kingdom to come when there is already a kingdom. Do you know that this world already is the kingdom of darkness, has the kingdom of darkness in place? Satan is called the prince of darkness. He's called the prince of the powers of the air. Jesus called him the prince of this world. So can you imagine that the kingdom of darkness is already in place on planet earth? But we believers now, who belong to the kingdom of light, we are now praying, let your kingdom come. So what we are actually saying is, let there be a collision. Let the kingdom of God come and collide with the kingdoms of this world. Hallelujah. Let the life of God collide with the death and the darkness of the devil on planet earth. Let your kingdom come. We are ambassadors of this great, eternal, everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so when we say your kingdom come, we have, we have taken a stand. We are standing and saying that the kingdom of God must come in my life. The kingdom that must rule in my life is not the kingdom of this world. It's not my own kingdom. It's not what I want. It's not what the devil wants. Even in your office, it's not what the boss wants. You know, some of us, you just sign the paper. You know, it's what the Oga said that you sign it. Oga, Oga is not the kingdom that you come in your heart, that you come in your life, that you come in the office. You see, the plan is that your kingdom come becomes our heart cry. In my office, let your kingdom be established in this office. Even in the church, do you know that much of what we do in our churches do not does not represent the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Maybe it represents the government of the man of God, or the prophet, or of the big apostle, or the big papa or bishop. But is it the kingdom of God? Is this thing the will of God that is being done in that place? Your kingdom come in my heart, in my family, in my relationships, in my work. Let your kingdom come. Let your rule. Can you imagine if the kingdom of God comes in the life of a mechanic? That mechanic, that kingdom will manifest in the mechanic's work. He won't be cheating somebody and collect the money and fake receipts so that he can make more money. 
and then putting bad bad parts in somebody's car is that according to the kingdom of god so you see whatever we are doing as kingdom citizens our priority is the kingdom the rule of our king the government of our lord and savior jesus christ not until we get to heaven this is important your kingdom come and then he says your will be done how do we know that the kingdom has come we know that the kingdom has come when the will of the king is being done a kingdom comes when the will of a king is being done inside a territory and so that means that in your life in our different relationships in our country on planet earth we only know that the kingdom of god has arrived when his will is being done so his will becomes our primary concern wherever we are because we are kingdom citizens and of course we are praying and expecting that final day when our great king will come in his power and crush every rebellion on planet earth and establish his kingdom physical literal kingdom here on earth but until that time his kingdom must come in our lives our families our businesses our dealings our relationships our offices imagine you see if we pray this prayer properly it will kill corruption in our country imagine if it is the will of the king that is being done in our offices, in education, uh, in, 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 um, in the military, in the, in the, in NMPC, in the places, in the Auditor General's office, in the places where people sign, in the, in the government houses, in, in our private businesses. Imagine if it was the will of our king that is being done there. But you see, many of us, we postpone the kingdom of God to something that is in the future. Today, my dear friend and the listener, I want to ask you, has this kingdom arrived in your heart? Has this kingdom, has this government of our king been established in your heart? That can be your portion right now. And once that kingdom comes, other things will be added. Then he says, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Lead us not into temptation. Uh, deliver us from evil. Deliverance will come to you if you are under the king. The king himself will fight your battles and he will deliver and protect you in Jesus name. But the first thing that must happen is that his kingdom must come in your heart and his will will become your priority. Would you like to open your heart and receive his kingdom? Receive the government of the Lord Jesus Christ to be established in your spirit. I would like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus your king to for his kingdom to come into your heart, into your life. That would be the greatest thing that can happen in your entire life. Receive him as your king today and you will never be the same. Pray with me like this. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe and confess that you are Christ the Lord, the son of the living God. You died for my sins and you rose again from the dead. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I receive you now as Lord and Savior and King. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer, I want you to know that the king has come in. So now begin to read the word of God. Spend time to read your Bible and uh, contact me at the, with the information that will be uh, shared shortly so that we can encourage you in every way possible. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless the listener today on Living Truth. And I ask that with the coming of your kingdom, let the blessings and the benefits of your kingdom be manifest in their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, release the supply of every need and be glorified in their lives, in their families and their businesses. In Jesus' name. 
Now, this is your host, Dr. Ferdinand Mweke, wishing you a great day and a fruitful week until next time when we come to you again with another broadcast of Living Truth. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Living Truth today. We believe you've been blessed. Connect with Dr. Ferdinand on Facebook, facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. That is facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. Or call 0808-793-5270. That is 0808-793-5270. Or visit our website, www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandunweke.com for more resources and to sign up to our Living Truth podcast. Until next week when we bring to you another edition of Living Truth. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. And your power shone.